What's up, everybody? Welcome into the F6 Football Podcast. Cam Copeland here joining you, as always, with Alex Roglin. And we are coming back two days after Christmas. We had some fun Christmas games, some Christmas Eve games. It's been just football galore. Uh, NFL is loving this extended schedule late in the year. And we hope everyone here did have a wonderful Christmas. Got to spend time with your families. Uh, We know we took last week off. Uh, to spend a little extra time with our families as well as, uh, you know, Alex here. He came down with the flu. So did his entire family. <laughs> it was a little rough, but we are on the other side, onwards and upwards. And we're just ready to get back on track with you guys for a wonderful 2024. How are you doing, Alex? Yeah, doing well. Doing well, Cam. Glad to be back to the podcast. So, yes, as Cam said, we... Unfortunately, my wife, Emily, and I, and all of our kids <laughs> all got all got the flu. So we uh, we had the had to pretty much just uh, lay low for a couple days. And uh, our little guy, he's uh, 18 months old, and so he he actually was fine. He didn't get sick. So he used that opportunity to go around the house and destroy everything while the rest of us <laughs> were unable to get off the couch. Uh, but hey, it was a good time to be sick because there were well, it's never a good time to be sick, but at least there was a lot of football games on. So that helped. Uh, I think that helped get me through camp. Well, yeah, glad football can help you get through that. Um, sorry, the little one went around and destroyed everything. That sounds like a, a great deal of fun. Um, how, how was your your Christmas? Uh, we didn't get to see each other. We no, we didn't. To. But it, yes, yes, but it was great. Yeah, it was great. It was a lot of fun. Um, you know, like I said, I mean, Emily and I didn't feel the best, but the kids, you know, we made sure to 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 put forth the effort we needed to, to make sure the kids had a great time. So we had a great time, you know, we enjoyed going to Christmas Eve church service and, um, you know, enjoyed, uh, and just really enjoyed uh, good family, family time reflecting on the year and, um, and, and talking about and being excited for, uh, I think what's coming up in 2024. Um, how about you, Cam? You have a nice Christmas. Well, that's good. Yeah, it, it was great. Again, I, I went, um, I didn't go down to see, you know, Alex and I are, our family through, I guess my dad's side, my my stepsister's husband, that, that's Alex, um, again, on my dad's side. So we, we didn't go see that side of the family this year. I went and spent Christmas with my fiance's family. Uh, so that was that was really nice. Um, but, you know, as you said, we reflect on on the year. Let's go back and reflect on these last couple of weeks of football, man. Let's let's get into it. And uh, starting with our upset picks from a couple weeks ago. <laughs> Uh, once again, just like last last show, I forgot what my upset pick was because so much has happened in the last 14 days. But Alex so generously reminded me about 10 seconds before we started that I took the Dallas Cowboys to beat the Buffalo Bills, and that did not happen. The Bills won 31-10. to And yeah, sometimes you, you win, sometimes you lose, and it wasn't even that close. So how did yours go? Yeah, yeah, and that that was surprising. I will say, I thought that was going to be a close game, but man, the Bills are are rolling. You know, they really are. They they are rolling. They they didn't look great on the day before Christmas. Um, they actually, I guess that was. I guess they played not Christmas Eve, but they played the day before that, didn't they? They played the Chargers um, this last week and and had to like sweat one out. Uh, that was close yeah. late, so that was surprising. But but other than that, the the the, the weeks before that. At the the Bills had looked had looked really good. I mean, they the, the 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 Cowboys, so that was a surprising game. 
Uh, for me, I have yet another loss, unfortunately, which takes me to three and ten. Um, I picked Denver over Detroit. So at the time I picked this, Denver had been playing pretty well and was actually kind of in the middle of fighting for a playoff spot. Uh, but they did not play so well and uh, and got beat by Detroit. And I don't think that game was was even really as close as the score indicated. Uh, so not a great pick there. And and honestly, and with new with the news coming out today. So flash forward to today. Yes, the news yes. came out that of course Russell Wilson's going to be benched um, to try to you know uh, which which really is just a signal that that they that they you know that they're moving on from him. And even more news came out saying that he's ex- excuse me he's expecting to get cut in March. Uh, which I guess is not really a shock shocker. The only thing that's surprising to me about it is that they are still in the mix. If they won their last two games, they would have an outside chance of making the playoffs. So it is a little bit weird that they're still in the mix of the playoffs and they're deciding to bench him. But obviously that means that Sean Payton had probably already made his mind up before this year even started that he was moving off a of rough at the end of the year. Well, didn't you see the the real reason is to provide an offensive spark because that clearly happens when you when you bench your quarterback. Uh, yeah, it does seem seem weird that, that they're they're benching him now. That was very surprising news. You know, this morning we I was getting I was getting the good old sleeper alert saying that Sam Howe was benched for for Brissett. Got a couple other notifications. All right, all right, and then it said Wilson was benched. And I guess uh, my, my first thought was Broncos are just going to do their own thing. They, they're going to be – I feel like they, they might end up being a middling team for a while. Hopefully they can uh, turn it around and become something better. With, but with Wilson, if he's expected to be cut, I don't know how far they're going to tear this, this team down. I really don't. But I'm looking forward to the offseason to see what they do. The reports of QB expecting to be cut. Jeez, I, I, that's just very odd. Isn't that going to be a huge dead cap, too? I mean, I haven't looked at looking the numbers. Up right but now. Doesn't, yeah. doesn't because of all that guaranteed money he got. Oh, yeah. Well, while you're looking that up. Million, um, 85 million dead cap, and yeah, it, it counts negative 49 million to the cap uh, in 2024 as well. So if he's cut that, it would be, that doesn't even make sense for them to cut him. Then he could, if he's a post, um, a post June first designation, it still is, um, oh no, it's zero, uh, zero. So 35 million in dead if he's a, okay. a post June designation, but yeah, it, it doesn't save them any money. Zero just straight up. Yeah. So it just move, just, re- they, just gives them cap relief. Right. Yeah, so if he doesn't really have much of a trade value, which I'd assume he he doesn't, then it might just be better for them to keep him on the roster. I don't know what that would do to morale, but yeah. if they're going to be losing for a year or two. Why not? <laughs> it's easy to say that from the outside. But yeah, yeah, it, it's some very tough decisions are going to be made in that organization. All right, man. Uh, yeah. let's move on so, to, yeah, let's, let's, let's chat about the Christmas games. Yeah. Yep. All right. Well, we didn't have an upset pick, but there were some, some very interesting games that happened this last week. We already brought up the bills and chargers and I do want to bring up the commanders jets game real quick. I don't want to ramble on about it for 10 minutes, but it, mm-hmm. I do want to say Sam Howell 
did not look good, right? He has, hasn't looked very good for the last few weeks. And then Jacoby Brissett came in and he did look good, right? He was able to march, march it down. He's uh, had multiple touchdown drives. He was able to sort of rejuvenate this team. Um, after the game, he only had good things to say about Sam Howell. He, you know, he, it seems like he, he's a good dude. He's a very good leader as well. So it's not surprising that the team kind of performed better around him like the dude. I don't think he'll be back to the commanders next year. But, you know, they almost took the win against the Jets with the comeback. I'm very glad that they didn't. But earlier in the season on this podcast, I said that Sam Howell was the guy at least for the foreseeable future, because even if he's not the guy, it's very difficult to evaluate uh, his competency with such a poor surrounding cast, right? With a bad offensive line uh, with, you know, he has theoretically good wide receivers, but uh, there had been a lot of poor separation metrics on, on their end as well. It, it's going to be tough because most of the fans seem to want a new quarterback at this time. Uh, I, and, and I'm very much on the fence. You know, it, it's very easy to say, all right, our quarterback is not very good. We need a new one. But what we've been saying week in and week out is that if you put another quarterback behind in this situation, it's just not going to be be good. There's not going to be a, a resolution. We're not magically going to get better, right? The commanders are still going to have their struggles. And then what's the fan base going to say? Oh, drafted a bust. So it, it's hard. Right, roster constructing is very difficult. Um, it's it's a hard job to do, and few teams really do it well from an outside perspective. So, if Washington uses their top draft picks and all their money rebuilding the or retooling the offense and ends up not drafting a quarterback, I won't be mad. If they end up drafting a, a top quarterback, or uh, I also won't be mad. So. I thought it was very telling how Brissett outplayed Hal significantly, but I think there are a lot of decisions that could be made, and I'm just ready to get a new GM, new coach, coaching staff in here, and just put my hands up and, and say, all right, make the decisions. Yeah, no, I think that makes sense, Cam. I, I think that with Sam Hal. I mean, it makes sense certainly to hang on to him, of course. And and then and I think going into next year, though, maybe depending on what kind of moves they can make in the offseason, maybe you do like an open competition or something like that, right? So you don't start the season saying we're gonna we're gonna start the season, Sam Howell's our guy, but maybe you depending on who else you can get, kind of give an opportunity for a competition or something like that. Um, but but yeah, it would still be good to see 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 a strong performance from the team at the end of the year. Um, even when you miss the playoffs, it's always you know, you still want to finish the year strong. So hopefully the commanders can round can uh, finish the year. Well, I, I am low key hoping that they, they lose their last couple games, but show, <laughs> show some flashes, you know, to get in that top three draft pick would be oh so nice, but yeah, let's move on to the, uh, the chiefs game because I know you want to talk about that. We're done. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want to, I don't want to spend another, uh, another entire podcast with my, my uh my rants and or frustrations as a Chiefs fan. Um, I'll keep it I'll keep it brief. I, I know that oftentimes in this podcast we've talked about some of these losses, and I've said I'm not worried yet. I'm not worried yet. Um, I would say I'm worried now, <laughs> and 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 I think that I have sort of stood by that 
you know, Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes are going to figure it out. And there's been some little, you know, even in their losses earlier in the year, I mean, they, they, they haven't been really blown out by anybody other than that bad game in Denver where I think they had like five turnovers and they lost that by a couple scores. But I mean, that Eagles game they lost, they were in that and really should have won it. Um, same with the Bills game, you know, uh, which we talked about both of those um, and even the Lions game early in the year. So, you know, I mean, a couple close, a couple of those, those close losses go the other way. And we're probably talking about them as being one of the best records and best teams over on the NFL. But at the same time, you know, you watch the eye test and the offense just looks broken. It looks broken. And it's and it's a very strange thing to watch because I, I, I go back to even I remember watching the early the early years of Andy Reid in Kansas City back with Alex Smith and Jamal Charles and various other weapons, a, a young Travis Kelsey. And even though even when those offenses weren't setting the world on fire, there was a certain I don't know if it's just symmetry or or just I don't know. There's a certain sort of style, and and they always looked smooth, right? Even if even if things didn't go well, they just looked like like Andy Reid offenses when executed properly, um, just have a sort of uh, a sort of smooth arc in them. I don't know. It's it's hard to explain, but anyway, this offense is not that at all. It looks very clunky. It looks very difficult, and it, it, it's like just even executing basic pass plays seem extremely difficult um not 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 necessarily with the throw but just the timing is is off and and i mean and it's 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 almost like every single drive there is some mental error where someone has committed a penalty a dumb penalty the receivers either look like they're constantly running the wrong routes or doing something wrong because Mahomes is just losing it. You know, on the sidelines, he was once again screaming, this time at his receivers instead of the refs. Um, and then, I mean, you had Travis Kelsey like chucking his helmet and like screaming and, and, and profanities and just losing it. And it's just very unusual for this team, especially when usually at this time of the year, they are like locked in. I mean, they are usually like late, late, late in the year. Ever since they've been under Mahomes and Reed, they have been locked in and almost unbeatable late in the year as they kind of ramp up to the playoffs. And instead, this looks like a probably one-and-done type of team in the playoffs. So all that to say, um, definitely, you know, and they really got to turn things around the next couple of weeks, but I don't know if there's enough time for that. It just sort of is what it is. So when the playoffs come around, I'm not saying that it's impossible for them to make a run. But they're 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 gonna have to win really ugly. They're gonna have to try to you know keep it to 14, 17 points, something like that, and just try to win in a, a low low scoring rock fight like a like football in the fifties. Um, but that's that's just the team is what they are now. You know they they are what they are. Yeah, and, and you know they it, it's very clearly what the strong it's very clear what the strong pieces on that team are. Right, it's the interior offensive line. It's Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey, and then there's Rushy Rice, who's their second leading receiver by, or leading wide receiver, right? Second behind only Kelsey by a lot, right? Rushy Rice has 811 yards on the season. Uh, their next up uh, wide receiver is Justin Watson with 419. Right, they really have no one besides Kelsey and this second round rookie, right, Rushy Rice. Uh, to to throw the ball to and, and it shows now there's a lot of talk about uh, getting new offensive tackles or at least one new offensive tackle this 
offseason, also allocating resources towards the wide receivers. And this is a very strong defense. So, you know, I do like the outlook for future seasons, right? Because you have Patrick Mahomes, you have Andy Reid, you have cap space next year, you have 35 million. That's, I believe, 15th or projected 35 million via over the cap. It's not, not confirmed yet. And if you get one more, one stud receiver or two competent receivers in there, that'll completely change the way this team team operates. But I agree. Uh, with this season, I am I'm pretty scared for the outlook mm-hmm. in terms of making mm-hmm. a playoff run, but I do have full confidence in them coming back and probably winning the division again next year. Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree with that. I think that's, I think that's a great way to look at it. I, I think the disappointing part just as a chiefs fan is I, I understand that you can't, you know, the expectation, you know, even if the expectation is super bowl or bust um, you know, Mahomes is in his prime. He's 28. I, I think if I have to double check that, but I think he's 28. So, I mean, he's right in the middle of his prime and to go through a season where yes, you did give him an elite defense, but to go through a season with this sort of lackluster group of pass catchers um, in the middle and, you know, really in his prime is, uh, is, is, is it's really a bad, it's not, it's not a good strategy. You got to figure that out next year. You got to do whatever you got to do and you, you got to figure it out. Kadarius Tony is clearly not the answer. We all told you that in the off season, but obviously they didn't listen. <laughs> all right, man. Any other games you want to touch on before going into this upcoming week? Oh, uh, the only other one I want to mention was, man, I think I've been underestimating the Ravens. I, I know the Ravens, man, I know they're good. And I know we've talked about that, but my goodness, they just, they just destroyed the Niners. And that was, and you know, I know that there, I mean, there was a few, you know, I think two or three of those interceptions that Purdy threw, I mean, a couple of them were off deflected passes, you know, and um, so not, not, it's not like Purdy had his worst game. Some of that stuff wasn't really his fault necessarily, but but the way that the Ravens just I was impressed with the way that they handled the Niners in the trenches. You know, I mean that that to me I think was the most impressive part is it, this victory even if it would have been a close game, you know, I I think that would have been impressive enough, but the way that the Ravens on both sides of the ball really just were were almost the the you know, more physical, more aggressive team than the Niners and that speaks volumes to me and puts beyond a shadow of a doubt that the Ravens are the best team in the NFL. And I don't think that it's really arguable right now um, because they just, they just put the world on notice for sure. So very impressive win from the Ravens. And um, you know, I think they're going to be, you know, if they're not, if they don't end up in the Super Bowl this year, I think that would be a, uh, that would be a surprise to me at this point. Is Lamar Jackson going to win the MVP? My question to you. You know, he might now, you know, I, I was thinking that Purdy and Dak were probably both in front of him. Um, and I know you and I talked about that. We talked mm-hmm. about Dak as of two weeks ago, but Dak has had two pretty bad performances in a row and Lamar is coming on strong. And I think he was probably number three at that point. So with how, with how the Ravens just dominated the 49ers, that's going to speak volumes for the voters when it comes to head-to-head voting. So at this point, yeah, actually, I do think. I think he finishes the year strong, and I think he probably will win MVP. Yeah, I, I mean, that that game was was pretty wild with Purdy and the four interceptions. Now, I do know a lot of 49ers fans who are going a little, little too nuts, a little overreaction. Purdy's a guy. He's still a good quarterback. It's okay. Sometimes you lose football games. 
he's going to be fine. I think the 49ers still are. I mean, they're, I think they're right up there with the Ravens in terms of being the best, best team in the NFL. I think this one just had a few, few bad decisions and a few balls that, that went the wrong way. And I think the Ravens very much deserve that win over the 49ers. I think mm-hmm. the Ravens showed up to play. And the 49ers, not everyone necessarily did. But I, I think that any given week, the 49ers could also take it back from the Ravens. So I, I think this is a matchup we we might end up just seeing again. And, you know, uh, no matter how no matter how poor a game Purdy has, you can always count on Christian McCaffrey to just light the world on fire. That guy is I this team uh, Brock Purdy was in conversation still is probably not anymore but for MVP yeah Brandon Ayuk as one of the best receivers in the NFL and then Christian McCaffrey is just easily outperforming everyone he should be in the conversation for MVP it's just ridiculous what that guy is able to do as a running back but anyway that that was probably the most uh most watched game of this last week uh, probably the most exciting as well. And just one more takeaway from that Chiefs Raiders games uh, game. Max Crosby, pretty good at football. Not not sure if y'all were aware of that, but <laughs> yes. he's a he is still good at football. Crazy. Yes, he's very good at football. All right, man. Let's get into Week 17. There are only two weeks left of the regular season. I really hope. I'll be able to sit down and enjoy each and every one of these games. But Alex, why don't we take it away with our upset picks? Uh, as as poor as they've been going lately, we are going onwards and upwards. Tell me who you got first. <laughs> yeah, I, I agree. It's uh, you know, it's a decent decent week seventeen, and once again, the the NFL they just you know they know what they're doing there at the at the shield. Because even in week 18, you know, there's a couple division races that are going to come down to those to definitely, you know, the week 17 games have a big impact. But there's a few there's a few divisions that might even be settled in head to head matchups in week 18, uh, which is pretty, pretty impressive how the NFL finds a way to do that. Um, But looking at. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. It is. It's scripted. Um, So I'm going to take a game that. You know, I, I don't know if I really believe in this team, but I, I don't know if I don't believe in the other team either. And so I don't really know what to do with it, but I'm also kind of surprised by the line. And that's why I can't believe I'm saying this, but I am taking the Lions over the oh. Cowboys. So that is a Saturday night game on ABC. And right now the line on Fox bet is at uh, Dallas by six, which that's a little bit surprising to me, um, honestly especially with how Dallas has looked the last few weeks. Now, I know it's probably having to do with the fact that the Lions' defense is not very good, especially their secondary. Um, So the over-under looks like it's at uh, 53.5. So, you know, they're thinking that's definitely going to be a higher-scoring game, um, and I don't disagree with that. But um, I know it's a pretty big line, so Dallas by six kind of surprises me. But I think I'm still going to take the Lions, I think, who I think are coming on strong. You know, they already got the division wrapped up for the first time since Barry Sanders played, which is pretty amazing. And uh, I think they're going to keep it rolling as they try to solidify themselves as a true contender in the NFC. So I got Lions over Cowboys. What do you think about that? It's bold. I think it's very bold. Um, I do think these two teams are pretty on par with each other uh, at the moment. It is 
in Dallas. So, uh, you know, the Lions taking a road road victory would be a little uh, – I'd be surprised. I think Dallas is going to come back and, and win this game. But I think this is also one of the games I'm looking most forward to in this upcoming week. As you said, there are some great games, though. So do you Detroit- agree? Do you agree with that line, Cam? I mean, that, I, I know that Dallas has been almost unbeatable at home. I mean, they've been so good at home. But I still, I just think that, especially when the Lions, I mean, the Lions are eleven and four. It's not like they're some scrub team. I don't know. What do you think? I, I still think that line seems too big to me. Well, you take golf three points for it being at at home, right? And then yeah. even it, you know these teams would only be three. It would be a three point spread. So I I I I'm not surprised with it. I think six is pretty uh pretty accurate, but I wouldn't necessarily take the spread, right? I think these yeah. are are both good teams, um, and, and yeah, I, I think it could go either way. But this is a Saturday night game. So it is that is technically a primetime game. So it will be fun to watch. Now, I was really hoping you would take one of the two I was between. You did not, so I have to make a decision. And that decision is going to be riding with the Las Vegas Raiders over the Indianapolis Colts. You know, I I do I'd say I'd give the coaching edge, edge to the Colts, but the Raiders have somehow just remarkably come back uh, and they're reinvigorated and the all the videos coming out of the locker room for the last four to six weeks have just been them playing around and singing and playing Nerf basketball and having a good time. And, and I think that really carries over onto the field, right? I think that they're having a better time in practice. Uh, Devante Adams talked about that, I believe a few weeks ago. And the, I just think that, Right now, they're a better team than the Colts. Now, it it is they are on the road. They will be in Indianapolis. But uh, what do you think of that that pick? The taking the Raiders on their after their win over the Chiefs. Yeah, I like that. I mean, I think that the Raiders surprisingly. I mean, honestly, they have looked so much better under Antonio Pierce. And yeah. you know, and 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 I think Antonio Pierce. He's impressed me so far, honestly. You know, I agree. He, he's been, he seems like he has a good feel for the players. Um, you know, I think they, they, you know, he knows the guys that maybe run a little bit hot. <laughs> I know there's a few guys that he had to take out of the game because they were trying to fight with chief players, you know, during that game on Sunday um, or Monday. Uh, but, but anyway, so I think it's been impressive. I think, especially, you know, you wouldn't think that going from, a guy that's supposed to be as as highly touted as Josh McDaniels. You know, you'd think that you would see a coaching drop off, but instead he's been a vast improvement. And so, um, yeah, I like that pick. I think that the Colts. I still think the Colts are kind of kind of overachievers. You know, I think that once they lost their starting quarterback, I think that a lot of Colts fans, if they were being honest, probably thought that the season was a waste. And so the fact that they have even been in the mix um, to make the playoffs and and to and to be here late in the year and have a playoff push, I think most Colts fans would probably be pretty satisfied with the way the team has played this year. Um, but that doesn't mean they're going to be able to power through this last few weeks. So um, I definitely definitely could see the Raiders taking this game um, and trying to do their best to, to continue to put a little pressure on the Chiefs to close the year out. 
Now, do you think Antonio Pierce keeps his position into uh, as head coach into next year? You know, that's a great question. You know, I don't, I don't know. I mean, we've seen before where the team has rallied around a guy and then it still seems rare that the interim guy actually gets the job. I mean, I can think of some recent examples. Um, the Saturday, Raiders, right? <laughs> well, they didn't exactly rally around <laughs> him, but like, like Steve Wilkes last year, right? When he took over the Panthers, the Panthers played really hard. They won a bunch of games late in the season. And, uh, and I think a lot of folks really liked him and said he should get the job and he did not. Um, he's the DC in San Francisco now. Um, and then you look at even the Raiders a few years ago with, uh, what's his name? Visaccio or Visacci. Um, you know, he took over and, uh, and, and almost got the Raiders, you know, into the playoffs uh, a couple years ago before they hired Josh McDaniels. And, uh, and then he didn't get the job either. And I think he's the special teams coordinator in green Bay now. Um, so, I mean, those are some recent examples of teams that I think rallied under interim coaches and ended up not getting it. So I right. think, I think if history continues to repeat itself, I would say he won't get the job. Um, but who knows, maybe it'll at least get him a look for another team. Yeah. I, I just think he's done such a good job. So we will, uh, we'll see what happens this off season. I know a lot of, uh, a lot of teams like to go out and find their guy, right? The interim coach isn't necessarily, they're they're thrust into the role mid season, Mm -hmm. hence interim, right? So uh, going out and finding your guy is, it's probably the better solution the majority of the time in the majority of scenarios, but you never know. This might be one of those, those rarities. You doing all right over there, Alex? I see you shaking. <laughs> going your head on a mute. Lot. Going on mute when I cough. So right. just spare, sparing everybody from that. All right, man. Well, we're gonna keep this episode a little bit shorter. Uh, uh, get going here pretty soon. But let's touch on a couple of these other games before we leave. Uh, the next, the game I'm looking forward to the most after the Lions Cowboys games have to be the Dolphins Ravens. Yeah, I think for sure. The Ravens might. Uh, they're probably in that top tier right above the Dolphins. Uh, but I, I still think that you know, if, if Tyree Kill and Jalen Waddell are getting in space, anything can happen. Yeah, absolutely. I, I do think that this game, though, I really think it matters. Like if I were to say who's the, who has the pressure, I think the pressure is really on the Dolphins. And the reason why is that when you look at the Dolphins season, they still don't have a signature win. Like, like I mean, here's the teams they beat, all right? They beat the Chargers, the Patriots, the Broncos, the Giants, the Panthers, the Patriots again. Then they beat the Raiders, the Jets, the Commanders, the Jets again, and then they did beat the Cowboys, all right? So I guess I guess their signature win must be that Cowboy win, right? Yeah. But other, other than the Cowboys, I mean, Miami has not – they have not played well when they've played against other playoff caliber teams, lost to the bills, lost to the Eagles, lost to the chiefs, lost to the Titans. And that Titan game of course is one they blew late that they should have won. So, I mean, I think the dolphins, I mean, I think they're a good squad for sure. Definitely playoff caliber, but I, I just haven't seen them hang with any of the other elite teams in the AFC or really even other than the Cowboys, which we have other concerns with them, you know, in the league. So I, I think the pressure is really on the, the the Dolphins to prove that they're not paper tigers, that you know they're not just just flashy, you know, and 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 then can't really do it when it comes to the January and February football. 
So they got two big games. They got the Ravens this week. They got the Bills next week. And we've already talked about this Bills team being hot and playing playing some of the best football in the AFC. So I think the last two weeks are really going to show us, is this Dolphins team legit? Should they be considered contenders and, and one of the best teams in the AFC? Or are they just mostly flash and sizzle? And that's, uh, and that's all we're going to get. And they're going to go quietly into the night. So big game for the Dolphins, and it should be a uh, should be an exciting one. Yeah, and you know the Dolphins to make things a little worse for them, they are just absolutely banged up right now. I mean, mm-hmm. there are questionable tags on almost all of their starting players. I mean, Tua Tagovailoa, Tua Tagovailoa, Mostert, Achan, Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddle, even their reserve uh, wide receivers, right? Uh, like Robbie Chosen, formerly Robbie Anderson, their entire offensive line, Armstead, Eichenberg, Hunt, Jackson, these are all guys in starting roles with questionable tags, right? You have Connor Williams and Isaiah Wynn on the IR. You have Jalen Phillips on IR. Half their defense is also questionable. I mean, this team, if they if they win this week, they're almost certainly just benching everyone for the final week, right? And Unless they're fighting for... For a buy, I'm not looking at the standings right now, but I, I guess if they beat the Ravens, then they'd be fighting for that buy, right? Because both teams would yep. have 12 wins at the top. Yeah, yeah. Dolphins man, have to have this if they want. Tough. If if they want the buy, Dolphins have to have it. Maybe if they lose, they they if they lose and the Bills also lose, maybe they just sit all their players against the Bills that following week, right? If the mm. they lose and the Bills lose, they have the division. So, man, this team just needs to get ready for a playoff run because right now they are teetering on the on the edge of not having a (laughs) enough starting players to field. No, and that's a good point, Cam. And I know we talked about the Week 18 matchups. I mean, if if the the other reason that that it's a big deal for the Dolphins is let's say that they lose this game and the Bills win, then that division will be settled in Week 18 because the Bills then you know, we'll be at 10 and six and the Dolphins would be at 11 and five. And so then if the Bills beat the Dolphins in week 18, the Bills would somehow come back from the dead and steal the division right from the Dolphins. So I definitely think in that regards, it's a big week too. If you're the Dolphins, you gotta, yeah, you gotta come in. If you can get this win, you seal the division, you give your chance a shot at that one seed and hopefully get some rest for a banged up team. So you know, th- this is a desperate it's a desperate time for the Dolphins to pull out a W. Yeah, definitely. Uh, any other games you're looking forward to this week? Um, you know, fire? another uh, <laughs> yeah, actually. Well, well, what I was surprised surprising game that I think will be um, could be close, and I think will actually be pretty important is actually the Saints and Buccaneers. Even though the NFC South has not been setting the world on fire. Um, I know the Buccaneers have been playing some good football the last couple of weeks. And so that game is going to be a huge game to determine who ends up winning that division. Buccaneers at eight and seven saints at seven and eight. So, I mean, the bucks win this game. They might even clench the division, I think with a win. Um, and with the loss though, then it's, then they're going to be tied up going into week 18, um, which that ends up being, let's see, Falcons and saints play in week 18. And then the bucks play the Panthers. So, you know, if the Bucs can win this week, you got to think they probably have an easy win in 18, and that could put them at 10 and 7 um, and, and you know, ready for the playoffs. But but if somehow the Saints pull out, pull this game out in week 17, 
and that's going to set up a big showdown, I think, with the uh, with the Falcons next week, who will be still and be in play for the winner of that division. So that one's going to come down to the wire. Falcons have a chance. <laughs> they they do, chance. and they got the Bears this week, so they definitely should 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 pull that game out. Yeah, I mean, losing to Carolina was huge, right? That, that yep. pretty much that was that was bad. It was just yep, it was just bad. <laughs> yep my uh, my Chiefs have the Bengals this week. You know, this is a game that I had circled the beginning of the year, and you and I had talked about it. It is a New Year's Eve game, of course. Um, and like, like most of these are, and, uh, you know, it was really looking like it was going to be, uh, just one of the games of the year this late in the season, but obviously not how either fan base expected Bengals sitting at eight and seven, um, you know, really not a good performance against the Steelers. I think they looked very vulnerable, um, and just did not look like their usual kind of usual, uh, um, you know, playoff caliber team. And of course, we already touched on the Chiefs, very poor performance against this against the Raiders. So I think both teams are pretty desperate, honestly, to win this game. So right now, Kansas City's favored by seven. They are at home. Um, so I do expect them to figure out a way to get it done. But it might be ugly. Um, it might be one of those ugly, ugly, low scoring games. Yeah, uh, I agree. Definitely not the same type of game we were talking about three months ago. Mm -hmm. And now the commanders are playing the 49ers. Not much to say about that. It should be one-sided. Hopefully it's one-sided and uh, keep, I will be rooting for the Cardinals and the Patriots uh, a lot in these next couple of weeks. Um, You know, Patriots currently Washington has a pick ahead of the Patriots due to strength of schedule, but the strength of schedule difference is like 0.002 or Something ridiculously close like that. So I uh, definitely want the Patriots to win. And if Washington can clench a top two pick, that would be phenomenal. So I'll be also Cardinals against Eagles. Always fun to root against the division rivals. Right. So absolutely. I'll be I'll be watching watching these games. You know, it's on New Year's Eve. Right. So I will be elsewhere, but I will have the TV on probably red zone regardless. Yes, and see, some of these games are in earlier in the night. So for those of you that are going to have a a really good time on New Year's Eve, uh, don't worry. You will be able to watch most of these games. The only one that maybe you won't remember is the (laughs) Packers-Vikings game is the night game. But eh, Packers-Vikings, you could miss that. Is that your dumpster fire game? Are you you still with us, Al? Thanks for reminding me, Cam. I, I... I am no, actually, I think I'll take the I'll take the Chargers and Broncos just because oh, yep. now that the, we talked about the Russell Wilson thing, who knows what's going on with the Broncos in that game? It sounds like they might actively be trying to not win, and then the Chargers are kind of in the same boat at this point. Like they're five and ten, it doesn't it benefits doesn't benefit them at all to win. I know the guys are going to be trying to win, but um, you know because they're obviously fighting for positions. The coaches want to win. Understand that. But but in the long in the grand scheme of things, it doesn't really help them to win that game. So I don't I don't know. I don't think it's going to be. I don't think either team's going to be you know really desperate to to put on a best performance. So that's my dumpster fire: Chargers, Broncos. Yeah, Easton Stick against Jared Stidham. Yeah, of the century. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, thanks for joining us uh, this week. We are glad to be back with you. We are really going to hit things hard in the new year. Really looking forward to our off-season 
schedule as well. And we'll definitely stay with you guys throughout the playoffs, have a few little fun games, maybe some competitions, a couple brackets here and there. You know, you never know what's going to happen on this podcast and neither do we. So we are going to be, uh, yeah, joining you back next week. Have a great new year. Stay safe and Merry Christmas, y'all. Have fun watching football this weekend. Peace. Peace.